Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to the Demon Slayer After Show. We are covering episodes 7 and 8, and we got not one, but we got two special guests in the house, two demons today. Woohoo! Welcome, Greg and Kyle. Thank you so much. Hey. Thank you. Happy to be Yay. here. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We have a live chat going, so if you're watching this live, join us in the chat. And if you're watching it later, no worries. Comment down below. We'll go around and introduce everybody. We got our full panel. Super exciting. My name is Carrie Lane, and let's give hellos. We got Veronica. Hey, everyone. We got Jamie. What's up, guys? Happy to be back. Yeah, welcome back. And we got Ollie. Hey, everyone. Now, Greg and Kyle, something fun. Um, Ollie has never seen Demon Slayer. Veronica and Jamie have seen about it halfway through, and then I've seen it all the way through. So this is really fun to get everybody's perspectives. Nice. Cool. Perspective. Yes. <laughs> and actually, speaking of that, Ollie, what did you think of these two demons and these episodes? Oh my gosh. Well, I keep tell I keep saying this week after week. It keeps just getting better and better. I love this uh the first episode, episode 7, I believe, when we just get to see Nezuko in action and how she really is someone who isn't just to be she, she's not defenseless. She can still defend herself. She can still fight. She can still I mean, obviously Tanjiro was there to help her. But um I love the fact that to me the relationship of her just being able to kind of like overcome whatever demons inside her, no pun intended. She's not going to kill her brother. Like, there's something very strong in this anime that I feel like is, like, family is just, there's no, nothing that can defeat family, family ties at the end of the day. And I think that's something that's really, like, the theme in their relationship. Nice. And then, Jamie, what did you think of these new characters? The demons are here! Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I would never think in my life that I'd be excited about demons, uh, first of all, with uh, Kubu, uh, Kubu, Kubutsuji, did I say that correctly? All right. Uh, did I, was it, was it bad? <laughs> Greg, you Muz- Muzan is a lot easier, you know. Muzan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I was watching, I was like, how are they saying this? What in the world? But Muzan, I mean, Greg, you killed it. I oh, thought it will be more into that, but even from like the alley scene and just the changes in the voice and the inflection, I loved it. And I think that it added perfectly to this um, anime series, especially since dub sometimes gives uh, gets a bad rep. You two did incredible um, with Yushiro. Oh my goodness. Like, I love his character. I love his quirkiness. So Kyle, you killed it as well. I'm excited to see more of his uh, relationship with um, Demayo. And I'm just excited to see this anime go forward. I think that these episodes, we're starting to see the climax. And I think that's what's getting me even more into the episode. So I loved it. Ollie, I'm going to piggyback off what you said about um, Nezuko. 
she's like, hey, let me let me do something, okay? Even though it's more like, I she thought it. And I'm excited to get more into it. But again, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for your kind words. Yeah. Yeah. And Veronica, what do you think of these episodes? Yeah, so once again, Greg, Kyle, thanks so much for being here. I thought these episodes, this pair of episodes was great. It was nice to be able to see Tanjiro in his first fight, like his first real fight as a Demon Slayer and see how that went out. Uh, you know, Nezuko is so cute. I love the way they animate her when they make her all chibi-like and just like, huh, huh, well, what's going on? Or when any character basically does that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But these episodes were really good. And I like that I feel like we're finally starting to get down to the meat and potatoes of where demons come from, what their lineage is, what they can and cannot do and what types of demons there are because we've been exploring that world so far. So really good pair of episodes. Okay, Veronica, don't make me hungry with meat and potatoes. <laughs> the, the udon, the udon in the episode the eight was so good. <laughs> I'm already starving. I was mad when he in the first place. Like, come on, he could have carried it. <laughs> the fact that that guy didn't care that he didn't pay for him, he didn't pay for it, he just like just right. eat it. I'm like, can I, can I be in that situation? Like, I don't have money, but I'll gladly eat it for you. <laughs> Uh, so episode seven, Muzan Kibutsuji, we get our demon bog fight comes to a close because we started that in the last couple episodes. Uh, Tanjiro pretty much goes underwater, which was like, what? <laughs> but that thin air training came full circle and became super useful. Ollie, what did you think of the being able to essentially fight underwater? I think it was just, I was a proud moment as a new fan of this series, just kind of seeing all the trials and tribulations leading up to this. Cause I feel like this was kind of like, yeah, there was like the whole thing with a big crazy demon last, the last episodes we covered. But to me, this was kind of like, wow, you're we like finally getting into the nitty, nit, the, the meat and potatoes as Veronica would yeah. say. Like, this is like <laughs> me, he passed the test. And now this is like the first first boss in like the video game you know so it was really cool to see the success and him working in tandem with Nezuko so I thought it was awesome and I'm just rooting for the this this duo of brother and sister because it's like it's just so I love the relationship I, I being close to my sister like I I just relate to their relationship of just trying to help each other and also help others around you you know people who you don't even know strangers off the street you know so it's it was it was really cool to watch this episode yes and actually, yeah, speaking of sister, we get Nezuko, she's defending the humans, and it's great that, like, she's had this programming that essentially she'll be safe around human beings and just kill the demons, uh, or at least the bad ones. And <laughs> her fighting style was so fun. Jamie, what do you think of how Nezuko is, like, high kick, pretty much, and just so strong against this bog demon? Talk about blunt force drama. She's like, she <laughs> comes with the moves. I loved her high kick just straight out the bat. Like Nezuko is just showing you like, I might be quiet. So you think I might've been in a coma quote, quote for about three <laughs> years, but don't sleep on me, get it? Don't sleep on me. Um, but yeah, I, I love seeing her in action. I, I even um, just, again, the animation is so beautiful and it, it, it puts you in a trance. When I see Tanjiro go underground or in the sunken place, as I like to call it, I think it's incredible to see him um, fight like that. I also thought it was really cool to see him, in my opinion, be ruthless a little bit. He's such a nice guy, but when he cuts off the demon's arm, he slices his mouth, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, that's what we need. And so um, I was here for it. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. I was here for it. Nice. 
And then this is when Tanjiro then questions the demon about like who, you know, tell me more about Muzan. So he won't even talk about this person. Poor thing. Greg, how does it feel that you're just that ruthless and whatever you want to put in there that <laughs> demons cannot even say your name? Yeah, I don't treat them very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I absolutely love this role because um, the kind of the they told me at the beginning that he's not a nice guy. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I did some of the scenes. I'm like, holy shit, you really aren't kidding. Um, oh, shoot, I swore. Is it okay? It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did it, so. <laughs> yeah, it has to be okay. Um, but what's fun about him is that, you know, obviously a lot of what he does is very menacing and very threatening. And yet I actually, in order to allow my voice to sit in that place, I have to remain very calm and very zen. And so hmm. it's sort of like if I get too riled up, then I kind of I kind of lose it. And so whenever I whenever I'm recording for him, it really is this kind of interesting exercise of really sort of letting go and letting my body relax and then saying this really evil stuff. So it's uh, it's a fun process. I like it. I imagine doing a couple. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Before you start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, then we have poor Kazumi, you know, his fiance is gone, but at least he has the confirmation, like, you know, not wondering what happened to her. Now he knows and he gets the hair ribbon that Tanjiro gives it back to him. I was wondering, like, what is he grabbing in the water? And that's like, oh, it's the keepsakes, which is really like gross, but really sweet at the same time. Uh, and we get a momentary quick flashback of when he was a human, which is also that little clue to Muzan, which is interesting. Um, Veronica, mm. what did you think of that bit when Tanjiro's talking to Kazumi and he's pretty much like, you need to go on living. I mean, this sucks and this is awful, but you're alive. And his response is like, oh, what do you know? But then he realizes, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's tough, you know, Kazumi in that moment was at his most vulnerable, at his weakest. He just lost the person that he loved so much in the world. And at that moment, he probably feels like there's nothing more to go on for. And so it's hard for him to look at the positive. It's hard for him to kind of look at that silver lining of like, oh, you know, at least you still have this opportunity to go on living and the rest of your village and every woman in the village is now safe because this demon is gone. So it's, you know, I don't blame him for kind of having that moment of weakness and accidentally uttering something that seemed insensitive because that's just where his mindset was in the moment. But, you know, it is it is something that he eventually realized like, oh, you know, these guys who are putting their lives on the line for us have also been through their own hardships and trauma. So it's always kind of nice to keep that in mind. And something else that I want to bring, in, uh, bring up was just a cool tidbit of how we learned from this demon that how depending that your level of strength comes from kind of how much blood you were forgiven from Muzan because he made that comment of like oh she's strong uh he, she must have gotten a lot of blood so I thought that was kind of like a nice little sneak tidbit of information hmm. good catch <laughs> uh yeah that moment then Tanjiro gives like it's not even with words just the look in his eyes and he conveys like no, I have been there is just powerful. And it speaks more to Tanjiro's character of empathy and, you know, caring about people. Uh, and then Kyle, something else some people might not know, you were involved with the script a bit in the first 10 episodes. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you were involved? 
I uh, I did what's what's called the the script adaptation for the first ten episodes of the show, um, which uh, basically it's it's I'm given a raw translation of the the literal meaning of what is being said, um, and I think in the case of Demon Slayer, what I was given was basically just a, a transcript of the uh, of of the subtitles. Typically, we get. A little bit more than that but uh, for whatever reason that was the version of the translation that i had to work with on on this show Mm -hmm. um and uh and then i have to take that and and try and make the words a make sense in in english (laughs) and b fit the timing of of the mouth flaps and stuff um and i did that for the first for the first 10 episodes and then and then after that point uh i i handed things over to lucian dodge because i was getting pulled in too many different directions at once. <laughs> That's incredible. I know that has to be so difficult and challenging to do, especially to make it, you know, something that attractive for our ears to hear in English. So I commend you on that too, which I know we'll get into this episode, but I'm just gonna mention it right now, just even uh, with moments where Tanjiro is like, Nezuko is beautiful. And like, you know, it goes off to another scene. I think it's incredible how you guys are able to do that. So kudos to, to, to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun puzzle, but uh, uh, it's it's definitely it gets it gets very frustrating at times when <laughs> when it's it's it, you need to convey a whole bunch of stuff in a very short period of time, or the opposite, and you have to try and figure out a way to just add a whole bunch of words without it sounding like you're adding a bunch of words, and to even mm. make it current, you know, to make it sound like today's language even though the show is not that old but uh when he was like oh she just she's under the wrong lighting <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> something that we would say in today's, uh, yeah days. and yeah. I, that's incredible and it takes a unique uh person to be able to tap into that into today's language so yeah not that kyle's ego needs any more inflating <laughs> it was uh there was an italian producer well he's an american uh, anime producer who now lives in rome and uh he wanted me to send some samples of my my work and i sent him uh one the clip in the alley uh where musan's at his nicest and um <laughs> and he wrote back to me he didn't even comment on my performance he's like who did this adaptation he's like it is extraordinary it's exquisite i'm like i'll give you his email so <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a true story. Nice. Um, well, essentially, of being overwhelmed, we have Tanjiro when he arrives in Tokyo, and he's overwhelmed by all the lights, the building, and the people. And this is just kind of adorable because he's just, you know, small town, small village guy, and now in this big city. Uh, and yes, R.I.P. That udon. It looks so good. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he goes after that smell and knows it's the smell from his house and discovers Muzan and Ollie what did you think when this person who's possibly evil like we don't know just yet but he turns around and has a child and a wife and Tandro's like pump the brakes instantly I'm thinking he's still evil. Forget the child and the <laughs> wife. No, it was funny because uh, I have to say this. I was talking to Jamie before the show, and Jamie like gave me the biggest revelation that he looks like Michael Jackson. What's yeah. up with that? Like <laughs> someone, Greg, 
child, somebody help me. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm new to this. I'm a noob. I'm a noob. N-O-O-B. I'm a noob. So I don't know anything going on. I'm kind of going into this blind. But we have this character that just really is reminiscent of Michael Jackson. So I don't know if that's like, I don't know what that is. I don't it's know a if, thing. It's been a thing a, for a long time. I've, yeah. I've gotten tweets of just like random clips of a smooth criminal video like on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's just, it's been a thing for a while. Yeah, I was like, what in the Michael Jackson? You laughing? <laughs> yeah. here. And it's yeah. not wrong. Yeah, I know. Tantra, are you are you okay? Like, <laughs> I was like, but it, stop I, asking me. But it, it just, I think this was kind of like the pivotal moment of like, oh, here's our big bad, you know. But it also, I don't know if it's humanizing him having this quote unquote family. I don't know. It ought kind of like, yeah, like kill him. But at the same time, you see like this this quote unquote daughter, this quote-unquote wife I don't know if this is real like am I being too newbish I don't know but it, it really gave me a lot to kind of process as a new viewer to the series well I mean Ollie to piggyback off of your newbishness I mean <laughs> I'm thinking like okay yeah is this a scene that's meant to humanize this villain but then at the same time I'm like is humanized the right word because we don't know his motivations you know maybe we're seeing oh how nice how cute he has a family you know he's trying to be normal but then he goes in, like, slices some dude and turns him into a demon. And we don't even know if he's, like, using these uh, characters as a family cover or if he actually cares about him. So there's a lot to think about. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm ready to say, like, humanize because I don't know if he actually cares about them or if he's using them. It appears to me like it's, it's just it's the perfect cover. Like, yeah. his, his whole, like, motivation, like, trying to, keep all the demons from talking about like even mentioning his name he's supposed to be completely anonymous and masquerading as a normal human with a normal family is just the perfect cover for that anybody semi to like uh, yeah. follow up you know and that short-lived moment where we think oh maybe we're supposed to he's just like so the swat move which is super cool by the way yes. it's <laughs> like it's not like it was like a little, I mean, he's full on like his whole arm in the middle of a bunch of people. And it's basically like a super gross version of, hey, what's over there? You know, and then like SWAT turns into like a demon and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's not being that careful. But <laughs> This is true. But, it, you know, it's people aren't really believing in the demons, most of them, unless they actually have firsthand account because they're just like, oh, he's being weird or he's drunk. They don't understand. <laughs> and I you're like, whoa, hold on, everybody. Um, I was gonna say uh, one, the being normal, very reminiscent of uh, Full Metal Alchemist. There's yep. a couple. There's an evil character that pretends to have a family. Um, and then also the Michael Jackson thing. Good point out, Ollie uh, and Jamie. There, I don't know if any of you had seen that thing going around, mainly on Twitter, of like I'm gonna tell my kids this is, and it was a picture <laughs> of him, and instead I'm gonna tell my kids this is Michael Jackson. Oh, <laughs> So it, it's a little bit unfortunate that Tanjiro is too good because like too good of a person because in that moment you're like oh dude just just kill him now it's okay forget the kid forget the wife it's like they're they're not really who cares um and then yes we get that slice and goes in turns into a demon uh Greg what did you think of the initial for you when you first got this character like the look of him too and then embodying that almost a bit of sophistication too yeah, I mean, I, you know, honestly, the clothes I did notice, um, I love the hat, 
but what really what really got me were his eyes i think that's what really drew me into what i was going to do with him um they're just so intense and so you cannot look at those and think that that person is <laughs> a nice person you know um nice people don't look like that you don't have eyes like that so, um the uh, but yeah the the clothes and sort of like <clears throat> The interesting thing is the first scene I dubbed was the one where he's, you know, holding the dude up by the neck and stuff. Mm. And so it was still a little bit in shadow. It was still a little mysterious. Um, but yeah, the the kind of crisp look that he had, it sort of informed like, well, we don't want him to be like a mustache twisting, cackling beast voice, anything like that. You know, he really should sound like a, like a, a, a guy who's got it under control. It's just that he's saying really awful stuff, you know? So yeah, it was it was informative. I think I think the difference though between some calm voiced villains, because there's been plenty, but they're not always that great, in my opinion. My opinion. Um, <laughs> and I think the difference between them and what you've done with yours, it's the inflection and how you've changed your voice throughout. Sometimes it can be like with other uh, voice actors, it can be very uh, monotone and not much feeling there at all. But it's the, the alley scene. And even when I did see him slash um, the guy's neck in the, within the crowd, I loved it because it shows, like, this guy is cunning, he's sinister, and he's going to do whatever it takes to keep his cover. And I, I, I loved it. So, yeah. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Veronica, so that scene leads us into episode eight, the smell of enchanting blood. Uh, what did you think of the rest of that demon attack? So pretty much demon goes after his, girlfriend wife we don't know uh bites her shoulder and Tanjiro's trying to keep everything under control what do you think of that scene Veronica one you know once again like we've talked about Tanjiro and how you know he's a character that's full of empathy regardless of you know who you may have become we've seen how a lot of people in this world will categorize demons as monsters and will automatically hate them regardless if you know two seconds ago it was their wife their husband brother father sister, brother, yeah, um, regardless if it was anyone that they cared about, and so that's just, you know, Tanjiro doesn't care who it is, this person is still a person, and I like how that scene kind of went into the introduction of these two new characters, who was such a treat to see that demons do have the ability to restore some sense of their humanity and live on as normally as possible. Mm-hmm, actually, yeah, speaking of that, thank you. We get Tanjiro yelling at Muzan, like, like I'm going to come get you. I like that Muzan actually does kind of hold on a second and listen to it and doesn't completely ignore him and realizes this kid might be a problem. Uh, Kyle, that leads us to the introduction of your character. We see the aroma of the visual fantasy, and we see a female demon and your character. So let me know. Oh, tell us, how was it? Uh, voicing this character for you and what did you think of his initial character design oh it's it was a lot of fun. i mean i i was uh by the time that i i knew that i was playing the character i had already seen the first 13 episodes or whatever and and, and written uh a couple anyway i don't i don't know if i'd gotten to the point i may have actually already adapted these episodes by the time they told me that i was playing uh the character so i i knew I mean, as much as as much as I know now about the character, I I had already learned by the time I I got cast, um, and uh, I think I think his arc is is interesting. I, I I think there's there's history there that we that is still yet to be uncovered, um, at least at this at this point in 
in the story. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I also I think he's he's just a lot of fun. Go like ranging from the calm and clinical, uh, just servant to absolutely drill sergeant level intensity with Tanjiro and and no, you have to do what she says and like. <laughs> you're not allowed to get that close to her and just kind of go into that Gene Wilder level outburst. Uh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Ollie, what did you, we, um, we've talked and this is for everybody and then Ollie, uh, the art, you know, is just gorgeous and we get these flowers. What did you think of the style there when these cut flowers kind of come from nowhere? It's well, first of all, I'm like, okay, who's this character? But I, I absolutely love the art. Like I look at like my blank walls in this room. I'm like, wow, boring. <laughs> but I just love like the detail in this art. And also like, there's just, it's very versatile with the art throughout the anime. Like you see like the comical scenes where then like Tanjiro and Nezuko, they get like those blank faces or like there's no detail in them because it's comical and they're having fun. But then there's also just like so much detail in like kind of like the fight scenes and the art when he uses his attacks and so I just live for the art whenever it gets to those really like fine details because I definitely love the details. Um, but it's cool that it has like those, the, it has like the best of both worlds in this, in Demon Slayer. Absolutely, yeah, that scene is just gorgeous. We see this art come out and we're, and we don't know her name just yet, but Tamayo. Tamayo. Um, I like that she points out to Tendro, like you referred to this transformed a per- you called them a person and that's what stood out to her and I think that's probably and then Kyle if you want to talk about in the adapting of is it are these moments for her that made her want to you know know more about this young man because of how he referred to a demon and clearly he didn't just destroy the demon right away yeah I think I think that's absolutely the the, the whole reason that she steps in to help when she does is because she recognizes that he may not see her as that that villainous they, you know, because mm-hmm. of the fact that he he tries to stick up for this this recently turned demon and says this guy hasn't done anything wrong, it's not his fault. Yeah. Uh, then we have so we learn late. They go back to um, he comes to get her. Uh, sorry, uh, your character Yashiro comes to get Tanjiro at the ud- udon stand and. <laughs> And Jamie, how you're saying earlier, says that Nezuko is an eyesore, and it's so like, wh- what? Like it's so random and rude. And I like how much Andrew is so offended. I mean, I was offended. I was like, oh, she's best girl. Why would he say that? I find it funny because I feel like for me personally as a fan you know i always look for the angsty anime boy in anime and so far demon slayer has just been filled with such like very nice like humbling and vulnerable characters and i'm like yes yoshida is angsty i love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he is really angsty um i think what i like about yoshida is that he his demeanor is it looks very calm like he's this innocent boy like he wouldn't harm a fly and then it's like he goes zero to 60 so quickly so i love that um, and then with his comment, like in the dubbed version, he says that she's not much to look at. And it's like, I do love that scene where it just kind of shows Tanjiro's face because he's thinking. And even I was thinking like, wait, maybe he means something different. But it's like, no, he's calling her ugly. And I just thought that that was 
wild. <laughs> um, and I think it makes his character seem even more quirkier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, why do you need, what, what does it's that have any relevance to anything? <laughs> I, I think it's just Yushiro, uh, Yushiro probably projecting. He's probably looking at Nezuko and going, ooh, she's kind of cute, but I can't because I'm in love with Tamayo. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> All right. I, li I like that. That's a good one. Um, so he brings her back. He brings the two back to the cloak home, which is really cool of a way for them to be safe and it's through the wall which i like that tanjiro even has a hesitation of like wait what uh and we learn so demons or at least this particular one mayo is able to they tweet she tweaked her body and removed the curse of kibutsu kibutsuji's curse which is really interesting because it's like you can do that hmm. and we wonder you know how and she buys blood and doesn't eat humans and pays people for it. So if they're poor, it's like win-win. Ollie, what did you think of this arrangement? We meet this doctor, she pays poor people for their blood so they get money. <laughs> All I'm thinking is that, wow, I'm in the wrong profession. I need to get on her level. But I mean, heck, make, make what's that old saying? Make lemons out of lemonade. And she did that. She did that with this. So I, I was, it's really cool, but it definitely did a good job of kind of drawing into these new characters that just appeared in this episode. I don't think they're in the last episode, but it kind of made you like, oh, okay, what is their, what is these two characters deals? And it was really interested in see how successful that they were. Uh, we also we're, learned, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, the more we learn about demons, I'm starting to think they're just becoming vampires. You know, the fact that they can't be out in the sunlight, the fact that Tam Tamayo is like, I won't turn them unless they don't want, unless, you know, they're dying and they have no other choice, which is very Twilight of her. And then, uh, Greg, for your character, I'm actually curious if you got this idea of that. I feel as though Muzan is a sire since he's creating all of these demons and they all have this connection to him because they have his blood. And if you kind of thought, oh, it's, you know, in terms of lore, he's kind of like a sire. And is it possible he can sense, you know, if someone breaks, like if, if someone becomes mm. somewhat human again? Well, that's what I'm interested in seeing with the next season, if he's even going to be present, I don't know. But that type of thing would be revealed if he's sort of, you know, far away from the action and yet is still involved. So I, to be honest, I don't know. It was kind of, that question was lingering in my mind as well. But, you know, at this point, I feel like it could go anyway with that. We know he's got the curse that can track anybody who uses his name, that anybody he's infected uses his name, he knows, and they die instantly. It's all spoilers. <laughs> no, that <laughs> happened That happened in an episode you guys already talked about, didn't it? Uh, it's going to be a nine and ten. <laughs> it's okay. I stopped listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get jumbled on the order of events. I thought that happened. <laughs> It, it will be soon. We won't say who, but yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Holly. You're I thought fine. I You're fine. thought that happened. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm forgetting this moment. <laughs> that happened already. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, Kyle, as you're saying, he has clearly some connection to the people yeah. he has affected. Um, probably it will get explored more later, but also I think unless he says it specifically we the viewers won't know because tanjiro won't know you know and that we're seeing this world through his eyes yeah so we shall see uh 
Oh, and then speaking of that, so we learn uh, Yushiro, he's been made 200 years ago, which is like another time of dating everybody. So that was cool. Because um, we don't know how long. And it's very interesting. We get to Mario and she wants to study Nezuko, which is kind of interesting. Um, what do we think of that of like, she's fascinated with Nezuko because she does seem different. Uh, Veronica, what did you think of that kind of idea of Nezuko could be maybe uh, you know, new knowledge for demons. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's interesting because at this point, we still don't necessarily have all of the details of Tamayo's background. She said she was able to tweak her body and get rid of this curse, but we don't necessarily know what was that kind of like moment of like moment of epiphany where she was like, oh my gosh, I can, you know, I feel human again. I'm able to control, you know, my hunger for humans and stuff. We don't know any of that yet. But I think from just her personal experience, she can already tell that Nezco is different because of how, you know, Nezco is still not necessarily fully human. She can't really speak uh, like other humans can, but she has been able to control her hunger and is also, and in the methods that she has been by sleeping. So I think for Tamayo, it's just, it's interesting because Nezco has been able to essentially accomplish what she's accomplished, but in a very different way. And I think in terms of just like science, that's something you want to study of like, how did you achieve that? Mm -hmm. I, and then we leave our characters at the end with an attack because of two characters sent there. Ollie, what do you think of this moment of like, oh, everything's cool. And then it's like, poof. I know it got so loud. Like, it got so <laughs> loud, it was quiet. And then we come in these demons, these demons reminded me of like those kids who play with like those bouncy balls in Walmart. Like <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> But it, I mean, it, it always just kind of leaves you. I feel like with each and every single episode of Demon Slayer, it ends on like a cliffhanger or something that just leaves you wanting more. I'm like, how are you just going to end the episode with this like amazing attack, like ambush? Like, how dare you? But I think it's also great because it, it gets me, someone new to the series, wanting to watch the next episode like ASAP. So mm. these but these demons seem so like cool and calculated and like almost human. I don't know. They just, they appear differently to me as opposed to other demons that we've seen so far i don't know if that's a thing but they're definitely really interesting i like them <laughs> even though they're evil well we have seen different levels of intelligence so it, it's kind of similar to as veronica was saying like vampire lore of kind of the ancients versus like feral ones so there's kind of different levels of maybe how much blood they have how long they've been a demon how many humans they've consumed and then that leads us to the original demon um greg so we have your character when he's walking down the alleyway and these drunk people make the bad mistake of bumping into him and pointing out that he looks pale he looks like he's dead and apparently that is terribly offensive <laughs> yeah i didn't react i, I maybe overreacted a little bit <laughs> but yeah that scene was was it was kind of like one of those things where you do a line and then they give you some more footage and your jaw kind of drops you're like okay i guess i'm doing that to this person you know <laughs> so it was again one of those moments where something really gnarly is going on and it's like the whatever anger and aggression there is, it does need to be subtle, it needs to be sort of bubbling under the surface as opposed to being, you know, really let you always have to keep a hold of it, you know. And so that's that. I mean, he's in general a lot about that. And it's 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 fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. What I what I really liked about your character's introduction, Greg, was I feel like in some other anime when there's a villain or kind of this mysterious character, 
they're always referenced and we see like their silhouette, but we never really, but when they're introduced, it's kind of like more calm because of that. Your guy was just like, I'm going to show you why I'm a big baddie. <laughs> just like right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think also what I like about it, it uh, just to kind of piggyback off what you said, Greg, is that it is like a gradual um, development of his character. I think what we saw from Muzan was about 10% of his character. Like that is just surface level of what we're about to see and that's what excites me and i know yeah. ollie was saying like before every uh at the end of every episode it's like they have a cliffhanger i love it like the last episode with muzan slicing the guy's neck and then this one with the big balls coming through <laughs> i loved it all so um yeah i just think it's incredible how they do that uh also the scene where uh muzan but honestly i don't want to say muzan is it kibutsuji? Is that how you say it properly? I, I think we were saying kibutsuji. K kibutsuji. kibutsuji. Okay. So I like how it sounds better. So, um, but when he puts the finger to the head, reminds um, hip-hop reminds me of Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads music video. There's a scene <laughs> and he puts the, the finger to the forehead and he used to creep me out as a kid because the old guy's his eyes turned black. Check it out. Also, that's a classic, so you should make sure you watch that, <laughs> whether you're an anime fan or not. Um, but it reminded me of that, and I just thought it was incredible. You see the blood come off of his finger. Like, I'm so into this show. So it's moments like that, beautiful. <laughs> and gross. <laughs> yeah, very. I love yeah, that no, you said this show has balls, because it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of balls and different size balls. Um, uh, yeah, Greg, what did you think of? So we get that he's flooding her body with his blood and seeing how much a human body can take and it cannot take it. And he feels he's close to perfection. And then, yes, that paleness implies he does not look like a human. So he's trying to pretend to be a human. I mean, he's apparently <laughs> just running experiments, you know, and just sort of trying mm -hmm. to figure out how it is that he can go about his business and you know like kyle said like being again i don't know how much you're keeping cover when you jam your finger into somebody's forehead in the middle of an alley you know you never know who's gonna be strolling by but um you know it's uh it is an interesting sort of he he leaves a lot of questions but they will be answered and yes jamie you're right like kind of the best is yet to come for sure I can mm. tell, I had a question too, is, is, I can tell he's a powerful character, but is he insecure? Like, I know we had mentioned about how he didn't like being talked about with his look, but I'm wondering if that goes deeper into how he became a demon and does he like being a demon, you know? Cause he has this whole cover, he wears these business fancy clothes and a fedora is something underneath his hat. All these questions <laughs> that's also gonna like tie into predictions too. And you don't have to answer this if it does spoil it, but those are just, thoughts that I'm putting out there in case other fans have those questions too is the guy insecure like and maybe he's taking advantage of these other demons and humans because of something that happened with the demon in his past and he has resentment or something um so that also goes to show that I haven't of course we haven't gotten that far but that's what's crossing my mind yeah no I and I think those are valid questions obviously I can't comment on that um I do know but I can't comment on it um but it's uh yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times that's that is one of the tropes of sort of a villain is that they were hurt at some point and they're, you know, they want to get back at the world and you know what I mean? They called me Mr. Glass, you know, so it's like you just have to it's it, it's expected and whether it happens or not, I think it's I think it's always a nice uh, surprise if they take it another way. 
But if it's done correctly, yeah, they, then they become a little bit of a, of a sympathetic character. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be mined from there that can be, that can be rewarding for the viewer. Mm. Yes, and I'm looking forward to every scene of more revealed on his character, uh, which we also get a little bit of information, the Hanafuda earrings that Tanjiro wears in a flashback from Muzan's past of somebody else wearing them with similar-ish hair, ish. So, hmm. Very Veroni Kinshin. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. The hair. <laughs> the hair really. As Kyle also goes, hmm. Mm. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, this show has, in terms of aesthetics and maybe even kind of a little bit of storytelling, has reminded me a lot of Inuyasha. Mm. I'm thinking reincarnation. That's ha that can happen in anime. All right. Nice. Yeah. Um, any thoughts from the host before we get into some quick predictions? on the episode all that, right that's what i got all right let's get into some predictions we're doing our prediction music <laughs> come on wait yes cool um veronica <laughs> veronica what are your predictions you kind of were saying it a little bit but what are you thinking reincarnation okay <laughs> nice uh jamie you said a little bit already as well but what about you what are some predictions you have um okay so i have an idea what's gonna happen because i did see the two episodes before but it was like a while back but at the same time this helps me to um really pay even more attention because when i watched it before it was subbed and you guys know that i am a dubbed fan um so I, i'm excited to watch it dubbed uh within the next week and um from what i know you know people are gonna get hurt Things might be okay. Things may not, <laughs> but um, I think we're going to find more about more about these characters and what they can do and uh, what motivated them. And I think that the fans who have seen it and have not seen it, they'll be really excited. And I'm excited for next week. All right, and Ollie. Real quick, I think they're going to go balls to the wall. No pun intended. Uh, we're going to balls through the wall. <laughs> through the wall. Uh, balls of steel. <laughs> <laughs> <We're>, I... <laughs> Superpowers. <laughs> Super balls. And we're gonna meet more characters, and I'm standing by this prediction because uh, I feel like this episode kind of like spoke a whole lot about like the 200 years, about like fixing the body and whatnot. So I don't, I don't. Long term wise, I don't think Nezuko is gonna turn back into human. So that's my long term prediction. Just saying. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I love her as a demon. She's the cutest thing ever. Best girl. I agree, Veronica. But those are my predictions so far. Yay. Um, Greg, any other final thoughts on where we are up to these episodes of your involvement with the show? Uh, there's more about your character later, but you know, we can't say anything about that yet, but. I mean, I, you know, this is pretty much, I just kind of showed up and started wreaking some havoc, you know, and it's, uh, all I will say is that as far as Jamie's idea, like maybe things will be okay. I'm going to say not really. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but obviously I don't want to reveal too much. It's yeah. uh, it, it it was a it was a very rewarding introduction for me, and I'm I'm excited to share with everyone what uh, where it goes from here. Nice. And then Kyle, this is also just the introduction of your character, and he does get a little bit more uh, in the next upcoming episodes. But any other final thoughts on your involvement as well uh, in the show? Well, I mean, next next week you guys are covering the next two episodes, which is yeah. kind of the end of my involvement. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I I will be in the dark after that point. Um, and I I am uh, I'm curious to learn more about Yushiro and and Tamio. 
more than more than I got through those through those first 10 episodes. Nice. And also from our guests, any other um, things you would like to say to the fans in general or uh, new people to Demon Slayer or older fans who have been with the franchise for a while? Thank you guys for all your support. Fun watching. <laughs> Yay, cool. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. It was a pleasure talking with you about the show and your involvement with it. It was super fun. Um, any last minute questions from the rest of the panel? Nope, my dog is like chewing my right arm off. If you guys have seen me, <laughs> like this. I've been trying to my Oh no. <laughs> Trunks is a demon. Oh, one thing I will say that, yes. um, that in case it wasn't clear before, I love the Michael Jackson tweets. So keep those coming. Very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, cool. Hilarious. Uh, well, also from our live chat, Alan Gamino says, you guys are awesome, Greg and Kyle. Linda Von Ree sends hearts. <laughs> so thank you, everybody who watched us live. If you're watching it later, awesome. Please comment down below your thoughts on these episodes. No spoilers. Don't get ahead. Um, we're only covering, we're doing two at a time each week, and it's so fun to dive into these episodes. Uh, let's give everybody their shout outs of where they can find you online. Ollie, where can people find you online? Hey guys, you can follow me at uh, Ollie Jamer on Twitter and Instagram. And Jamie? Hi guys, you can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray, J-A-I-M-I. -I. But better yet, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I, I might rant about a bad flight. I might try to put that airline on blast and then delete it. Um, or, you know, I might be on Instagram posting random pictures. So um, yeah, follow me there, J-A-I-M-I-G-R-A-Y. Very cool, and Veronica. Hey everyone, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. And uh, Greg, where can people find you online? And do you have any upcoming projects you can mention at this time? Unfortunately, I can't mention them. I mean, there's been buzz <laughs> of, if something's on the internet already, I can talk about it, right? Right. Sure. Ah, yes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we'll see if I ever work again. But um, we, uh, there's been buzz of Megalobox season two that I was a part of that I'm super excited for, and uh, and One Punch season three. So we'll see what happens oh. there. Uh, Twitter, Greg underscore Chun. Instagram for some reason X Greg Chun X. Don't ask me why. And most importantly, Twitch sings Greg Chun VA. Come sing duets with me. Nice. Yes. Hey. Two X's, no triple X? No, not, not this time. <laughs> I left that life behind. I don't want to go back there. Kyle, where can people find you online? And if you have any projects you can shout out at this time? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, most of them are still under non-disclosure agreement. I know I, I am the voice of Ichimatsu in the dub of Mr. Osamatsu, which we announced almost two years ago now and it still hasn't come out yet we are still working on it it's coming someday i don't know when i don't know where but you can watch for that uh that's about the only project that's still that that i'm still working on that i can talk about <laughs> everything else is under nda uh you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash kyle mccarley you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash kyle mccarley awesome and my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And if you are a fan of quirky sci-fi, Vagrant Queen After Show, we have that on Sundays at three. We got two more episodes to go. And also 
very different direction, but if you're a fan of historical fiction, Bark Skins is coming out starting tomorrow. Uh, and so check out those if those are genres you enjoy. Again, thank you so much to our guests. It was super fun talking with you about this Thank you, show. guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Th- Always thank you. Night. And thank you, the rest of the panel, too. Super fun to dive in every week. And we'll see you all. Thank you for watching. See you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.